Welcome everybody to Beyond Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where we review, we review films in a cinema. This week it's us. Us, yes. What do you got to say about us? <laughs> in terms of <laughs> us or, or the film? Us. No, let's just go to the film. Let's just stick with the film, yeah. Let's just move past that pun. Okay, sure. Uh, so that every was... other reviewer has made. Sure, yeah. So, all right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Oz is the new movie by Jordan Peele, uh-huh. director and writer of Get Out, mm-hmm. which I think was both of our, among our favourite films of 2018 it came out? 2017? It was in the 2018 Oscar season, so... I think it came out in early 2017, because it, it, it came early, out way before the Oscars. Early-ish 2017, like mid-2017. Yeah, like, yeah, like around the time yeah. this came out, like yeah. after the previous Oscars. Do you mean us, or do you mean this? What? Oh my god! <laughs> around the time that the Us film came out, so March, April, I think, was around the time that Get Out came out. Somebody's made a film of us. I'll oh, stop. Please stop. Please stop. Uh, this is the real horror movie. <laughs> so yeah, so it's the new one from him. Mm-hmm. I was very excited to watch this. Mm-hmm, same. Oh, yeah. So, um, I thought this was good. Yes. I didn't think it was as good as Get Out. No. I think that's going to be the common opinion by many people. Yeah, I've heard people say that really people shouldn't be comparing it to Get Out. Mm. Um, because they're quite different films trying to do very different things. They are. This is this reminded me a lot more of Hereditary, even though it's not the same director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like weird horror. I mean, I'm, I'm going to quote another person's review. I forget who it was. Um, that's not very good. Uh, they said that that Jordan Peele has essentially become the M. Night Shyamalan of today. Interesting. It, as in early career stuff. Yeah. Oh, I hope he doesn't go that, downhill that No, fast, same. Yeah. Mm. And comparing these two films is like comparing a Sixth Sense and Unbreakable. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Because they're very, very different films. Sure, yeah. I mean, I've not seen Unbreakable, so I can't okay. so speak to the quality. But, I mean, I've seen... Very say, very similar Glass. kind of director feel between those two films. Sure, I mean, this, and, yeah, and, and, and these two films, you know. Well, he's like, yeah, because I think Jordan Peele is definitely already becoming like a brand name director. Where it's mm, like yeah. you're going to go see it because it's the new Jordan Peele. Yeah, and if you decide you don't like Jordan Peele films, you're just going to avoid them all. Like mm-hmm. even though they're not the same, obviously this is quite different. But mm. yeah, much more than a lot of directors, it's very much like, oh, it's the new Jordan Peele, great, mm-hmm. or oh, Jordan Peele, ugh, you know, yeah. so. Which I think is is a good thing, as long as he doesn't go down the Shyamalan route of just getting worse and worse and worse. And then mm. get a little better, and then getting worse and worse mm, and worse. Yeah. And worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, which is very possible, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so without comparing the two. Sure. Um, did, what, did you, what did you think of this one? I think it was... I know, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. It was... I thought the first half was better than the second half. Yeah, I agree. I thought the twist was very predictable. Which Which twist? Okay, so we'll, we'll do a very quick plot summary. Um, we'll do a, if you've not seen us, you probably shouldn't listen because we will get into spoilers, but we won't dive straight into spoilers. Mm. So it stars Winston Duke and Lupita Nyong'o mm-hmm. and some kids. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're, a fam- they're like a middle-class family mm-hmm. and they have gone to their summer house. Like, yeah. It's like a beach house kind of thing. Yeah. 
we get some flashbacks to Lupita Nyong'o's character when she was a child. She had a we trauma. start with those, I believe. So we start with the we start with the flashbacks. Sorry, mm. Lupita Nyong'o is basically the main character, mm-hmm. uh, and we see that as a child she had a traumatic experience on either the same beach. Is it the same beach? Yes, it's, it's, the, same, yeah. it's the same place. No, well, yeah. she was stressed out. Why would she, you even go back there? She, I don't know. Um, um, yeah, she gets lost in a mirror maze. Yeah, yeah, house of mirrors. She she get wanders away from her parents at a fairground on mm. the beach. Wanders into a house of mirrors and sees. Like her own double. She sees, yes, these are what is initially a reflection of herself, but mm-hmm. it's actually facing the other way and yeah. moves differently, and it's just a different person. Yeah, and that's all you get, and then it flashes to the present day, and she's grown up. And has great face work. It, oh, there's a lot of great. That's face work one in thing this. that Jordan Peele seems to be doing very well. I don't know if yeah. that's if you can put that down to him or just the actors that he picks, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, their faces are what makes the films completely scary. Well, I feel like Get Out was the same. So obviously he's directing mm. people to make those faces. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's between both, between him and the actors. But anyway, so present day, they go back to the same beach for reasons that are never explained. Mm. She never she never at one point, any point says, you know, the reason I don't want to be here is that I had a really traumatic experience on this specific beach when I was a kid. Like mm-hmm. that never comes up. She's always just like, I'm just generally uncomfortable. So yes. You know. Potholes. Um, well, I'll come back to that in spoilers. Sure, we'll come back to that in spoilers. But anyway, they go Because this... I've got a point to make. Great, okay, cool. So they go back to this beach to meet some friends of theirs. They hang out with their friends. They're all quite kind of middle-class, well-to-do Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lupita's all, throughout the whole thing, is just not very comfortable. And then about... And she's scared of losing her children. Like Whenever somebody's just walked off on the beach by themselves. Yeah, she's very over- overprotective, she yeah. yeah. And then one night, I think the first night when they're in the beach house on their own, they are confronted by some mysterious kind of home invaders. Well, they start like standing out on the porch like the patio on the, mm-hmm. on the driveway on the yeah, driveway yeah. and they're like these shadowy these four shadowy figures and so they confront them and it turns out that they are their own doubles yeah which i don't think was shown in the trailers not necessarily i don't know yeah but there was not a moment where i didn't think that that was what was happening oh yeah it was super obvious that sort of <laughs> well to be fair i mean once obviously they were in shadow at first but yeah. once it was it's not that far as the film that it no, it's basically, no, it's yes, these are the doubles. Mm. So these are literally played by the same actors, Lupita mm-hmm. Nyong'o, Winston Duke, and the two kid actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these, so these doubles invade the home very violently, kind of tie them all up, handcuff mm-hmm. Lupita Nyong'o to a table, mm-hmm. and they speak... Well, the only one that speaks, I think, is Lupita Nyong'o's one, right? Pardon? Do, do any of the doubles speak apart from Lupita Nyong'o's one? I don't think they do. I, no, I don't think so. I think that um, Winston Duke just sort of grunts a little bit. Yeah. And... Like maybe the boy growls or something and his daughter just looks creepy. Yes. Whereas Lupita's got this whole kind of like... Why does everybody have slick back hair? It's the universal symbol for evil. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, think of every action movie villain, you know. They okay. all have greasy, greasy hair. Yep. That's why Ross is the villain of Friends. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to say you have two geeks, two movies, but sure. Also quite slick back hair. Yeah, yeah. Works both ways. Um, <laughs> bit of a more of a niche reference, but mm-hmm. sure. Uh, but yeah, so she explains that they are this this dark double of Lupita Nyong'o's character explains that her family are the the untethered, mm-hmm. and they are basically they they live in they've lived in like the sewers or the this kind of underground tunnel system beneath America yeah. for years, and it's some kind of failed government experiment. Oh, yeah, I forgot about those um, messages that start just mm-hmm. explaining those tunnels that have been underneath the US for yeah God knows how long, and they're they're everywhere and nobody knows what they're for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if that's true. I do not know. No, it seems unlikely. Well, it seems like I would have heard about that, something like that before, but maybe. Mm. Anyway. Well, I think there have been things for like little refugee things and 
you know, slaves hiding in places. Oh, sure, yeah. No, there are definitely underground passages all mm. over America, but mm. I don't know if there's, like, a specific... An entire connected network. Yeah, that's, like, yeah. nobody knows what it is. I'm pretty sure we would have heard about that if that wasn't, if that was genuinely a thing. But who maybe, knows? Well, We're not American. Maybe it's all a conspiracy hidden by the government. Yeah, maybe our... It's not, not even American, but it's global. Maybe our untethered, so right now lurking, plotting their revenge. So. Look up the Denver airport um, conspiracy. Oh, I don't like conspiracy theories. Oh, it's, a, it's so good. It's just it's just a black hole, though. It just kind of, you know, you get into one, and then suddenly you're into another one, and then suddenly 9-11 was a fix-up, and, you know, mm-hmm. the Illuminati run the governments, and it's just, I don't want to engage, you know. Just plug me into the Matrix. I'm fine. I'm comfortable. Mm, okay, sure, sure. Well, do go on. I've got a great live episode on, on some conspiracies, which the Denver airport is one of. And, uh... Okay, fine. Well, I might listen to that, because I like yes. that. Okay, anyway. So... They are the results of these untethered doubles are the results of some kind of failed experiment to clone everybody. There was yeah, some, I, I, I didn't get that at all. It was something like they cloned the bodies but not the souls, she said. Mm-hmm. So these doubles, I presume, don't have souls. Mm. So they've lived in secrecy underground for all these years and now they're rising up and because they, they've never had the. They're the happy lives that people above the ground have. Yeah. So they're rising up now to take what they think has been stolen from them. But, like, they seem connected mm-hmm. with the people. You know what? We said we weren't doing spoilers at some point. I mean, we're just kind of blurring into them, really. Yeah, but this is all exposition that happens in the first half. I've not yet spoiled anything. But, but sure. sure, yeah. I mean, we, we've never done spoiler-free stuff. On no, no, before. I'm not attempting to. Um, yeah. But this is all set up. I'm at, but, but, yeah. Sure, well, I'm, I'm just not co- confident that what I'm about to say is or if it isn't. Okay, so but let's like, say spoiler like, territory from here, sure. The people, they're all connected. So, like, when there's people on the roller coaster, for example, mm-hmm. then downstairs underground, there's people just screaming at rand- in, in a group. Oh, yes, that's right. I've and, like, there's, that, there's yeah. people on the on the merry-go-round, and they're just all in a classroom just running around the room. Mm. Yeah, so it seems like they see what we see, and they're just yeah. in this weird, hellish situation where they're just living these weird mirrors of the lives lived up, up above. They all look just like... 80% of what people are. Yeah, basically, yeah. That's that's if, a good way of describing it. Yeah. So, initially it's just these four and they're very they they attempt to kill the family and they're you know they're very threatening. Mm-hmm. The family manages to escape. Um and then it turns out that it's like the whole country. Yeah, because they escape to their friends houses here that yeah. their, their friends house here. The friends are played they're, they're by uh, Tim Heidecker and Elizabeth Moss. Okay, who I loved. Cool, great. <laughs> um, they were they were brilliant. They were very funny. Yeah. And uh, yeah, their family gets killed off uh, very quickly in just like one move. That family's doppelgangers were just much more efficient. They were. They were just straight in, yeah. murdered. That was it. They were done. Yeah. Yeah. No talking. No, nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, grease. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what yeah, did you say the, grease. Yeah, as in greasy hair. Oh right, I thought you meant like the musical. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um. And then Lupita Nyong'o's family, they turn up there and find that, you know... They, All the they, dead bodies. They've yeah. got some more doppelgangers to get rid of and whatever. And then they're like, oh, maybe it's not just us, it's everybody. Yeah. That's what the film should have been called. <laughs> well, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I turn on the news and see it's a global... Well, I don't know about global, but at least national... Yeah, it's a um, whole problem. emergency, yeah. Yes, and... And uh, it's somehow linked to Hands Across America. Yeah, which... Mm-hmm. I do, what? I don't know, I wasn't clear on that. That was a real thing. I know that's a mm. real thing. But I don't. I didn't entirely understand that connection. No, I mean they made it a bit explicit. Where because Hands Across America was a thing in the eighties when hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people in America like all joined hands and created a link for some mm-hmm. kind of fundraising thing. I can't remember what it was in, in aid of. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Americans. But you do see that the untethered when they come up, they're all holding hands and they're creating this kind of chain in a very scary, threatening way. So, yeah. yeah. 
I, I don't know. It was odd. Yeah, it was very odd. Yeah, a lot of this film was odd. Yes, but anyway, that's the plot, more mm-hmm. or less. So, and then the rest of it just follows the family as they try to escape from these murderous doppelgangers, and then some stuff happens that would constitute spoilers, which we'll get to. Yeah. But yeah, so it was intriguing. I thought it was so. Yeah, that, that's where I, that's where I was getting to. So I enjoyed it when it was like creepy doubles invade the home, and it's doubles of the original family. Mm-hmm. When it became, oh, everyone in America has a double, mm-hmm. it all got a little bit bird box for me. Yeah, it did. It mm. just And I was it, kind of like, I'm out. Yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, this is a weird crate of apocalypse, but this is not what you sold the film on. Yeah. Because I really liked the intimacy. I know we should said we shouldn't compare it to Get Out, but it's the same director. We have to. <laughs> I, liked, I liked the intimacy of Get Out. Mm-hmm. Like, it did imply that there was maybe a wider network of, like, you know, privileged white people doing this to Americans. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it was centered on this one family and this one guy who's been brought into it, you know? Yeah. And it didn't really go into a whole global thing. Whereas this one kind of did. And I don't know, it's just, I just think that's less scary. It, it's weird, yeah. it should be more scary. If it, oh, it's everyone. But it's less scary because it's not like... It's not as personal. Personally scary, mm-hmm. yeah. I wanted to feel more just for like, oh shit, this family. Yeah, which they potentially still could have done while telling the same story. And yeah, sure. Rather than the, the twist being... We're in spoilers now. Yeah. Rather, rather than the twist being that she got switched yeah. as, as a kid... Um, the twist could have just been, oh, it's it's not just you, it's everybody. And yeah. that would just be like the end of the film. Yeah, that should have been like a news story that the, like the last thing that happened in the film is they turn mm. on the news and it's like, oh my God, it happened to everyone. Yeah. Rather than being like halfway through the film, oh, the whole world's gone to shit. Yeah, yeah. so then like they have their own intimate story and that's yes. the entire thing. 100%, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's a little hint of it somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah maybe. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. That was my thought anyway. Mm. But the, the the thing that I was going to mention before, uh, the reason why that she might have come back to the beach, is because she you know she is her own doppelganger. Mm-hmm. So uh, there might have been all part of the plan that like she needed to return at some point and kick things into motion. Well, it didn't seem like she was in on it though. She was no. fighting against it actively. Mm. Maybe on some level she was drawn to it, mm-hmm. like you know that was beyond her control. But Lupita Nyong'o's character is never like in on the. She's definitely fighting to stay up above, mm. and she's definitely fighting for her family. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, it's not like she's in on the conspiracy in any way. This is where it kind of felt like a twist for twist's sake, mm-hmm. because it didn't give me anything. Sure. Yeah, well, I, 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 I knew so... Even in the first scene, I was like, oh, great, so there's some kind of swap happening here. Mm-hmm. And then it just never... It didn't surprise me in the slightest when that's where it ended up. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but, like... Yeah, I, I, I didn't see it coming at all, but mm-hmm. it happened, and I was like, so... What? Yeah, yeah, it didn't. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like even if you didn't guess it, you, it's not like a oh holy shit moment because mm. I don't know. It doesn't really. Let's be honest. It's no sixth sense. Well, exactly. Yeah, she wasn't dead the whole time. Yeah, or maybe she was. I don't know. Are they dead? They're not dead. I don't think. They're just kind of depends if it'll get a sequel or not. True. Do you yeah. know how well it's done? It's done very well. Huge numbers in America, but I don't know if Jordan Peele's a sequel kind of guy. I think he'll probably just keep making more crazy original stuff, which I hope. Mm. I'd rather see more like hit and miss stuff rather than just keep doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And I don't think this is a miss, necessarily. No, I don't. Um, but I, I imagine that a lot of people are uh, rating it less than Get Out. Oh, yeah. I think the, the general consensus is that it's good, but not as good as Get Out. I mean, what did well, you... F- well, well, maybe, like, Get Out will be his success, and this will be his Unbreakable, which well, means that... I'm hoping it, isn't the case. Which means though. that in 20 years' time, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll get Samuel L. Jackson turn up in... The, in it. <laughs> <laughs> what, 90-year-old Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> I know he seems ageless, but at some point, you know, it's going to catch up with him. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, I hope not. I'd rather we didn't have to sit through his version of the village and his version of the lady in the water and his version of the happening and all the other terrible ones that, mm-hmm. you know, his version of the last airbender. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, 
but yeah, we'll see. What did you think of it? Like quality wise, were you happy with it? Were you disappointed? Um, I I was a bit disappointed, mm-hmm. but a lot of that stems down to just comparing it to Get Out and expecting that again. The trailers made it look very similar. Yeah, they had the exact same artwork style. Mm. They made they repeatedly showed Lupita Nyong'o's sort of frozen face with tears down her face. Yeah. Which was exactly what... I've forgotten his name. Uh, oh, oh, the guy from... Oh, God, what was his name? The guy, he, uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Da- yeah, da- yeah. It's the exact same face as Daniel Kaluuya. Sure, yeah. So it's just like, oh... Well, I mean, I'll say this. I respect the fact that it wasn't a rehash. Yes, yes. That's so, good. yeah, I think... Uh, clearly this was an experiment, and... I wouldn't have been that opposed to a rehash, though, because... I really enjoyed Get Out, yeah. and I don't want it to have any sequels or anything, but, no, I want, sure. but I want more of it. Sure, yeah, absolutely. But that would have been very easy. Mm. I feel like this has been some... I feel like as much as, you know, whether you like it or not, it's definitely a film he, he wanted to make, and it was an experiment, and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think it's a failed experiment. Mm. I think the main thing is, like... I think I'd, I think I'd like to see Jordan Peele try his hand at... I mean, this is delving into M. Night Shyamalan territory, but actually sure. just doing something with kind of a not necessarily connected universe but mm-hmm. just taking his different films and making them all episodic mm-hmm. i think that this one the ship has sailed because he's gone so international with the story of it sure yeah and like it's essentially a, the apocalypse has happened now yeah sure um but like they could they could do another film in the get out universe that's not necessarily connected but just like mm. there's been talk of it being like know, an unofficial like, trilogy like the next one's going to be a similar kind of thing like mm. And then well, maybe... that, could be, that could be a trilogy like uh, the Cornetto trilogy or yes, exactly, um, yeah. the Spaghetti Western with no trilogy. Same act, with no same actors or same characters. Yeah. yeah, sure. Um, what did you think, in terms of like the ending and stuff and how where the story went, what did you think it all meant? Did you... Oh, I have no idea, mm-hmm. which is a downfall for this, I yeah. think. I mean, maybe someone can explain it to me. Maybe you can, sure. but... Well, no, I mean, there's no it's... one... I, yeah, well, first of all, I don't... I don't think anyone has... He's not come out and said, this is what it is about, you mm-hmm. know. And, you know, for me, I don't necessarily need to understand a film to enjoy it. Sometimes mm-hmm. if it's scary, then that's enough. Or if it's, you know, just really engaging, I don't need to be like, oh, like Hereditary didn't make a whole lot. Even if Hereditary explained a bit too much at the end, when mm-hmm. it all got a bit like, oh, the god, it's all about payment and stuff. I yeah. could have done without that, really. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. This one didn't really do that. So I don't mind necessarily that I came out of it not knowing, like, oh, exactly what it was going on about. Um, if there was a message at all. What I have... One of the the main theories that I think is probably closest to what he wanted it to be, which I've read about, is that it's about kind of the haves and the have-nots. It's about like class divide because mm-hmm. they're obviously all everyone in this film is obviously quite privileged. You know, mm. they're, they're all living in like they've got a, they can afford a beach house. They, he literally buys a speedboat. You know, it's very mm-hmm. you know. Well, you say, say speedboat. It's not. Well, the, I know it's not the greatest boat in the not, world. It's not the fanciest it's thing, a better but boat yes. than I could afford. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you don't know. Do you know? Do you know how much boats cost? Actually, that's not. That's true. I don't. Maybe yeah. I can buy myself a boat. Yeah. I'll look into it. Yeah. Uh, you can afford a switch. I'm sure a boat costs about the same as an Nintendo Switch. It might do. Well, well, I'm sure a certain quality of boat would. Yeah. I'm looking this up. I'm gonna see what boats are. You're eBaying boats. Boats. I mean, that's very general. Uh, boats for sale. Boats for sale. Boats for sale. Ooh. All right. Yeah, you win. Somehow. <laughs> it's one of the eBay here. It's an X lifeboat pleasure fishing boat. Don't know what that means. Twenty-five grand. Um, but there is one here, Shetland uh, 535 boat with trailer, uh, just under two grand. 
Um, so, you know, anything in between, but I know your Switch wasn't that much. So. No, it was not. Okay. Cool. Um, glad we got that sorted. Yeah, glad. Yeah, a little bit of bragging about my Switch again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have we mentioned I bought a Switch? Um, but, yeah, so I think the one of the main theories is that it's about kind of privilege and... Because there's all, there's a big one of the scenes with the White family, um, Elizabeth Moss and Tim Heidecker, when they get killed, mm. um, is that they have an, is it an Alexa, it's not an Alexa, is it? It's like an Alexa knockoff. Yeah, it's just something knockoff for the film. I forgot, sure. I forgot what they called it. Was it a? Oh, I feel it was called Nophelia. Is it real? Is that a real I, thing? I, it's not a thing I recognise. No, okay, sure, but it's basically an Alexa. Yeah. And like the last thing they do before they get murdered is try to use their Ophelia to call the police, and mm-hmm. it mishears them and it starts playing Fuck the Police by the NWA which yeah. is a very funny very Jordan Peele joke like, yeah yeah very dark um, um, so I think it's I think on... there, there, were, there were a few bits of music there and there was what, some good musical one of them felt well, felt really out of place for me which one I forget which what, what was the other music that played I think there was some Beach Boys in there like God that was it yes or, yeah. yeah and I know it just went on a bit too long sure yeah when you just see somebody like pouring all the blood out of their neck and crawling towards the camera while the Beach Boys are casually playing yeah it just I don't know. It, it, it was funny initially, but then it just it went on for like yeah. two minutes straight. Well, I think that's the point. They were trying to make you uncomfortable. And like, you know, this yeah, very maybe. happy, clappy pop song and make it sound mm-hmm. very sinister. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I think it's a lot about that. It's about like, yeah, people clinging to privilege and technology and wealth and stuff. And then when people who don't have anything. Mm-hmm. And I think I read that that's what, because Hands Across America was a way for a lot of like middle class, you know, very comfortable people to feel like they were doing something good for the world. You know, let's mm-hmm. all join hands and have good folk have good feelings and mm-hmm. then that's going to make the world a better place. But ultimately it was quite a self-indulgence, right. I think. So it's the, I think it's this idea of like um, what happens when people try and take away your privilege and kind of say, well, it's our turn now. We've been on the underfoot for, you know, decades. Now we deserve what you've got. Mm-hmm. And it's, so I, I think that's part of it, maybe. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. But like, I don't think it hugely matters. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, like I didn't, I certainly didn't walk out of the cinema thinking, well, that's what that was about. Mm-hmm. You know, I was kind of like, well, that, that was somewhat opaque, but you know, it wasn't impenetrable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you know, you watch some films that are so convoluted that you, they are genuinely impenetrable, like Mulholland Drive, for example, mm-hmm. like which I like when you hated, mm-hmm. but like it wasn't. It certainly wasn't that. You know, it wasn't like impossible to follow. It was just like, well, I get what happened. I just don't understand what it was trying to say, particularly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things you can take away as much or as little as you want from it, really. That's true. That's true. Mm. Uh, did you have any favourite characters in this film? Just Lupita Nyong'o in general. Mm. Um, I, she was just always not fun. That's the wrong word, but very interesting to watch. She was great. She was doing. She was. She was doing. She, she, she was doing really well. She was. She did a lot. I, I, like, I really at, enjoyed the voice. At, at this point, this early in the in the Oscar year, she's mm-hmm. my pick for best actress. Sure, um, um, but. I think that the other half that she was playing, that her doppelganger, just the voice was just a bit, it might be a bit too weird. <laughs> I mean, I, she, she, I'm sure, did what she was told to do, because mm-hmm. what do you do there? Sure, yeah. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm not sure if that's going to take away from how people view her performances, because it's sure. so silly. But yeah. her normal person, yeah. um, she, she was just outstanding. She was great. She was very, very good, yeah. Um, and it's been a while since I've seen her in a non-animated, you know, or non-CGI mm. film role where she's had that much to do. So I, I was happy to yeah. see her given such a big role. Yeah, because like the only thing I really know her from is vaguely Black Panther, but she's mm-hmm. got nothing to do at all mm-hmm. in that. Well, Twelve Years a Slave is her main thing, obviously. That's the thing she's famous Yeah, for. I've just not seen that for a very long time. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, um, she's so yeah. incredibly underused in Star Wars. Yeah, I think it's it, it just speaks to you know, how much black women are underused in films when mm. they're not given, you know, 
she's not if you're not called Viola Davis, you're not going to get many roles. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that she's been given something like this, and she's not playing a cleaner or a domestic, or you know, <laughs> she's actually just playing a person, which is mm-hmm. great. So yeah, yeah. Um, so I have two favorite characters in this film, neither of which are Lupus and Youngo. Um, I've got one more that I've forgotten. Okay. Um, the music, the score. The, yeah, good score. The score good. in this was incredible. Yeah. And I can't. I, I'm, I'm not sure if there's going to be anything that's going to beat it this year, because mm-hmm. um, I'm just comparing it to what the options were in, in previous years for Oscars. Mm-hmm. And this one, I think, is way better than all, all that I can yeah. remember. Yeah. Because um, this one just, it makes the film. Oh, it, it really adds, does. It's got a it adds all the fear, all the tension, mm-hmm. and it does so in a very creative way. Yeah. It's not just like your standard horror thing where it's it just doing the jump scares for you. Yeah, totally. Um, it's doing a lot more than that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I definitely think... That I, I, I already feel passionate about a film for the Oscars. Great. Well, I don't know if this one, because it is cons- probably going to be considered not quite as groundbreaking as... Get- like, Get Out was considered like so groundbreaking. Mm. I don't know if this will be really remembered at the Os- when it comes to Oscar season, but I wouldn't argue against Lupita Nyong'o or the score. I think they're both great. But... I don't think that for... Well, the films really get forgotten that well, because like... Well, it's not, unless you've released... Quiet Place got an Oscar nomination. That came out fairly early. I don't think it was as early as, like, Get Out was. No, though. it wasn't as early. That's true, mm-hmm. but... No, no, you can do. Yeah. You absolutely can do, but I don't know. I'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. I hope it. I hope it's still. Look at Black Panther. Around. Black Panther came out before the previous. Office. Sure, but I mean that was again that was like a game changing like yeah, record yeah, yeah. shattering. Whereas this is the follow up to the hit film that everyone loved. That everyone loved a little bit less. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah, I can see it being not remembered as all the Oscars, but I would never. I definitely wouldn't argue against the score, which is great. All Lupita Nyong'o getting a best actress nomination. Mm-hmm. So sure, but I'm. Depends what kind of year we have. We'll see. Yeah. we'll come back to that in like nine months' time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so my two favourite characters, not Lupita Nyong'o, are uh, Winston Duke's left thigh and Winston Duke's right thigh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever turned you on. Yeah. Oh, come on. That was a great... We all laughed at that scene. That was a great, great scene. <laughs> yes, it was. So uh, Winston Duke, he plays the guy in Black Panther as well, doesn't he? He's the... Mm-hmm. Umbaku. Umbaku, that's it, yeah. Mm. And yeah, he's great in this. He's the dad. Jordan Peele likes Black Panther, doesn't he? Clearly, yeah. Uh, who wouldn't, you know? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, there's a great scene where he's kind of in the bedroom with his wife. For some reason, even though it's like, I think they own that house, right? It's like their summer house. Maybe, or it might just be like they've rented it. For maybe they've rented it, maybe it's a timeshare. Mm. Who knows? But it seems weird that they're in the main bedroom, but it seems like they're on a single bed. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a big guy, but he's, 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 he's massive, but the bed still wasn't. The bed still seems like a single bed. Yeah. So he just kind of... And the camera's just placed directly in front of him and he just kind of leans back and he's trying to like seduce his wife a bit. Mm. Like he kind of sits on the bed and he's, he just leans back and it's just tight on his thighs because mm-hmm. he's wearing these like boxer shorts. He's mm-hmm. got his full dad bod. It's just like, <laughs> it was great. Yeah. <laughs> Very entertaining. Um, yes. It was, a, well, it was a hilarious scene. He is hilarious. Actually. He was great. He was a this real stand up too. This is the second thing I've ever seen him in. Yes. Yeah, sure. And it's the only one where he's got any comedy and yeah, he's great. Mm. Um, I'd like I'd like to see him in many more things. Yeah, actually, to be fair, we talked so much about Lupita Nyong'o, but he was definitely just as good. Mm. You know, in a in a different way. Oh, and he was definitely a supporting character, though. Yes, like, absolutely, was... it was her film. Yeah, yeah. but um... yeah, absolutely, I came out of this like I want to see more Winston Duke, especially mm. if he's wearing underpants. <laughs> <laughs> but if he's not wearing underpants, yeah, we'll see, we'll okay. see, we'll see. Okay, cool. Sure. See what else he's in in the next few years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay, yeah. Uh, what do you give out of ten? Mm, that's a difficult question for this one. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Um, it's, it's a seven or an eight, but I think it's probably a seven. 
I feel the same way. Because mm. I like, I feel like I liked it, but I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my, my instinct I'm not, is I'm, like I'm a I'm not dying to watch it again. No. And I feel like with the the kind of plot that it is, with like a few little twists and turns and stuff, I should be wanting to watch it again. Same, same, same. But I'm really not. No. And... No, I won't compare it to Get Out. <laughs> I know. Well, no, it's, it, again, it's valid because regardless of the plot, like when I I saw Get Out before you did, mm-hmm. and I got out of the cinema, I was like, I reckon I need, I need to not only see it again, but I, I wanted to actively watch it with you. I was like, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go see it as a horror because I, I want to... So there's certain films where it's really nice to watch someone else experiencing it the way you're experiencing mm-hmm. it. So I really wanted to watch you watch Get Out. Yeah. Not like I was sat like watching you, but you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, you know, have share that experience. Yeah, yeah. So... I, and again, I didn't feel... Obviously, I watched this one with you, so that wasn't part of it. But mm-hmm. still, I didn't feel that from this film. Like, oh, God, I need to watch this again. And mm-hmm. I want to show everyone. I want to shout about this film from the rooftops. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, it was all right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd give it a high seven. Yeah. How excited do you think you'll be for Jordan Peele's next film? Oh, still super excited. Like, this hasn't put me off him. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, even though I didn't love it, I don't think it was a failure. Mm. Like, I feel, I think it's something he wanted to do didn't entirely connect with me personally, but I still believe I'm still excited in him as a director. It's mm-hmm. not like, you know, if you, I mean, again, I didn't see Unbreakable, so I don't know how to compare it to M. M. Night Shyamalan, but after a mm. certain point, you're like, Oh, another M. Night Shyamalan film. Really? Mm. He's definitely, there's no way Jordan Peele's there now. Mm. Hopefully he'll never get there, but if mm-hmm. he does, it's going to take, it, his next film would have to be really poor for me to put him in that bracket. Like, yeah, I will definitely be first in line to see the next thing Jordan Peele does regardless. So mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I think I do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to see if Jordan Peele would ever do a Stephen King adaptation. Interesting, yeah. Because this one felt very Stephen King. Mm. Well, the thing is, he's obviously he's written both of these films, mm-hmm. and I think that's important. He's not just a director; he's not just taking other mm. people's work. Writer, producer, exactly. And writer, he's telling, tune, sings yeah. the theme tune. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if only, if only. <laughs> but also, he's you know, I mean, I don't think this film is explicitly about the black experience in the way that Get Out is. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the, the, but I think it's important. It's definitely significant that the main characters are black. Mm. And, you know, I'm sure there is commentary in that in terms of the plot that, you know, I I you know I, I can't fully unpick because that's mm. not my place. And also I didn't entirely understand. But I think it would be interesting. And I think he should continue to do that. Like mm-hmm. tells, te- it's, it's really just seeing a, a stand, even a standard horror film where the whole cast is black rather than the first person to die is black, which yeah, is normally yeah. what happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think, so I think it's great that he's creating, you know, black stories, African-American stories. That being said, it would also be interesting to see him take like a white writer like Stephen King, who's most of his stuff, I believe, I can't think of a Stephen King novel that has like a predominantly black cast. Mm. I'm sure there's never, maybe there's been one, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Like there have been black characters, like the guy from The Shining, Scatman Crivers, but Sure. Who again yeah. just is it's there just, to die? Just a janitor. Yeah, yeah. the janitor whose yeah. one purpose is to die. Yeah. But yeah, I'd be interested to. I'd love to see Steve uh, Jordan Peele take on one of the classics like Carrie or The Shining mm. or well, Pet Sematary is already about to come out. So that's mm. off. This that's off. But you know, mm-hmm. one of his big ones on Misery, and then tell it from a black perspective. That could be super interesting. Mm. So yeah, I could I could definitely appreciate that. But yeah. Basically, whatever Jordan Peele does, I'm on board. Cool. For now. Um, one last thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remembered while doing that, write the theme tune, sing the theme tune joke. <laughs> um, the other day back in uh, back in Wales, I watched um, uh, well, The Hitman's Bodyguard. Oh, yes. Uh, with, with my dad and my sister. Interesting from... to see where you're going with this to compare it to Jordan Peele's work. I'm not. Right? I'm not. Okay. Um, but I, th- I think that's one we reviewed on here. Um, I think we did. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely one we saw. Yeah. And 
we were just talking about talk, talking about it as the credits were rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure, I didn't look it up, so I don't know if it's just somebody who sounds the same, but Samuel L. Jackson sings the song. Does he? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think he might have done, because when he played Shaft, did he it, sing the theme from Shaft? I'm say, sure he can I was sing. I going to say, it wouldn't surprise me if he's a singer, because like, he's got a great... And in Hitman's Bodyguard, he does sing a couple little songs. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, as... As, as a character singing in a car. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that was... Interesting. Something. Okay. I'm sure Samuel Jackson can sing. Yeah. I mean, is there anything that man can't do? Get paid the same? Well, I'm sure he does now. <laughs> if he doesn't, it's shocking. Like, come on, he's one of the biggest people in Hollywood. Like, True. I don't know. I'm, I'm just making a... Sure. A wild judgment there. That's yeah. probably well, I don't know. He me. probably doesn't make, like, Ryan Reynolds money, but... <laughs> I don't know. I hope in that film they got paid the same amount because he's mm. been in the biz so much longer and mm-hmm. it's genuinely so many people go to the cinema to see yeah so if he got paid like half what Ryan Reynolds got paid that would be bullshit yeah oh, but well. we don't know if that's the case or not nope so, and we have yeah. no way of finding out no, so, so um, yeah. anyway best wrap it up then yeah, yeah so was... thank you everybody for listening and mm-hmm. thank you for subscribing hope you also enjoyed us yeah and uh, tune in next week when we'll be reviewing someone else yep see you then don't know what it might be might be Dumbo might be Dumbo yeah that's coming out this week mm. could be interesting yeah. yeah we'll definitely see it so yeah probably will be Dumbo yeah Cool. We're probably not going to make instant family at this point, but no, no we're definitely not. Definitely not. That's, no. that's not happening. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Do you want to watch the original Dumbo first, or could, or, you know, or or do you think that'll be a bit much for you? You know, it's only like an hour long, so we totally could. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Right. Oh, see you later. See you later. Bye. Bye. Let's go beyond beyond the box set.